Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go to the hotline. He joins us via the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline, covers the NBA for Bleacher Report. Greg Swartz joining us right now. Greg, appreciate you giving us some time today, man. I have been passionately explaining this morning why I'm actually not all that worried about the Knicks despite that uh, pretty ugly loss on Friday. My reasons being A, Playoffs are obviously different. We know that. The the scouting and the, the X's and O's and the adjustments that get made are just on another level. The Cavs uh, will never play that bad on defense again is my other contention. And then also, I just, I just don't envision any scenario where Donovan Mitchell lets his team lose to the team that almost traded for him or and bowed out, and that's his childhood team. I, I just don't see it. So how much should we actually take away from that loss against the Knicks on Friday? I think that was actually one of, uh, and I'll say this, it was one of the worst games that they played all season. I would put it up there, especially with the way they closed the game, how many points they gave up. Um, I put it up there with the loss to the Golden State Warriors when they they had their yeah. bench in, and just in terms of, you know, you had a couple days off, you were at home, you were playing a team that didn't have its all-star. So to me, that was one of the worst losses. But I think it could turn out to be one of the best things for the Cavs when you look at, they're going to remember that game when they go into the playoffs because this is, I mean, this is essentially locked in. It's going to be Cavs-Knicks in round one. Each team's only got about four games left. The Cavs aren't going to move up to three. They're not going to fall to five. Uh, the New York, the Knicks have a two-and-a-half game, or, yeah, two game lead on Brooklyn for the five seed. So this is what it's going to be. And so the fact that you got your butt kicked and now you can kind of use that tape yeah. when you're going into that series as motivation, say, okay, this is what Brunson did to us. How are we going to prevent that? You know, here's what we did right on R.J. Barrett. Here's what we did wrong in terms of um, defensively. So now you have this great tape you can look at. As bad as that loss was, it's still a regular season loss. So now you have that that you can go over when you're game planning for the series. So as bad as it was, I think it could be a good thing um, when you're talking playoff preparation. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. You mentioned the matchup there. It's almost like, it's almost a, a virtual lock at this point. And we know it's going to be those two teams likely squaring off. What are some of the challenges that do present themselves with matching up against New York, whether they have Julius Randle or not? Yeah, I think the the number one thing is, you know, as good as the Cavs have been at home, they're 39 this season. The Knicks are almost as good on the road as they are at home. They're 22 and 17 at home, 23 and 16 on the road. So they're actually a very good road team. Um, they had a really impressive win maybe a week or two ago where they went into Boston um, they didn't have Jalen yeah. Brunson. Emmanuel quickly had 30 or 40 in that game. 
and they just didn't show any fear. And it's like, geez, even when one guy's out, if it's Jalen Brunson, if it's Julius Randle, they have other guys, you know, like an Emmanuel Quickly, like an R.J. Barrett, like a Josh Hart that can step up and kind of carry that offensive load. Um, I would also give the Knicks the edge in terms of bench production because the Cavs bench right now, I would say, is, it's pretty mediocre. Um, it's it's not a great bench. We haven't had a consistent rotation um, in in the second unit all season. A lot of that was, you know, Rubio missed the first half and hasn't looked like he did last year, but the Knicks have a really good bench. Um, yeah. The Josh Hart trade at the deadline was a really great move for them. Uh, a guy that doesn't need to score to have a big impact quickly is a guy that scares the hell out of me because he can score 20, 30, 40 on any given night, um, and he's just a phenomenal offensive option. Isaiah Hartenstein, he had a good game the other night. Obviously, we know him from his time in Cleveland. So um, it, it, the Knicks aren't, you know, they're not the Bucks, They're not the Celtics. They're not the 76ers. But this is a team that obviously you can't take lightly because they play well on the road and they have a great bench. Yeah, and I do think that's maybe my biggest concern for the the Cavaliers against uh, the Knicks, obviously, is that bench scoring. But I think that's going to be a problem no matter who they play. Talking with Greg Swartz here on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, of course, covers the NBA for Bleacher Report. You can follow him on Twitter at Greg Swartz BR. Uh, speaking of the bench, what is I, I asked this question last week a little bit and tossed it around. Outside of the core four for the Cavs, so obviously Mitchell, Garland, uh, Mobley, and Allen, who is the most important player if the Cavs are going to make a deep playoff run? Oh, man. Um, I mean, those are obviously the top four. If you go after that, uh, getting a big series out of Ricky Rubio to me would do a lot. I don't know if you can count on him to have a big series, but when he's on, the Cavs just look like a completely different offense in terms of Donovan Mitchell doesn't have to dominate the ball. Darius Garland doesn't have to dominate the ball. Everybody else is getting easy baskets, whether it's Mobley or Allen, even Karis LeVert can hit spot off shots. So when Ricky Rubio is playing well, I feel like this team goes to a different level, but I'm also going to say Karis LeVert because Karis LeVert is, he doesn't give you consistent production, but when he is on, I mean, yeah. you go back to even the beginning of the season when he had 40 points against the Boston Celtics, and you just thought, oh, my gosh, like this is a guy, if he's even coming close to this, uh, what an additional weapon for, for this team to have. So assuming you're back at full strength, assuming Isaac Okoro is back in the starting lineup, uh, Karis LeVert is coming off the bench. He's going to be your most important bench player. So if you can at least get two guys, off your bench, be it, you know, LaVert, Rubio, two guys that are giving you consistent production um, to go with those core four, uh, you're going to have a really good chance to, to make a playoff run. Staying in the Eastern Conference, but beyond the Cavs here, uh, the consensus obviously is that, that Milwaukee is just a step above, I think, really everybody in the NBA, but especially in the Eastern Conference. Um, who in the East has the best chance, you think, of knocking them off uh, in the playoffs? Well, listen, I thought Milwaukee was a step above everybody, and then they got punched in the face by Boston the other night. Yeah, that is Lost true. by 40 points and lost a lot of bets for people because they were up, uh, I think they were down like 30 at halftime and then ended up losing by 40-something. But, but we were talking about the Cavs-Knicks game, and, you know, like, it's, it's, it's not the playoffs, and you kind of get a chance to get punched in the mouth. Like, are, can we put a lot of stock, so much stock in that at the end of the year? Like, they were, maybe they're kind of coasting along here a little bit? I, I'll tell you what, if you're coasting at this point against another top team like that, uh, I'd be a little concerned. Yeah, and I know that that's a team in Milwaukee that they've won a championship. 
But Boston was in the finals last year. It wasn't Milwaukee, and I know Milwaukee didn't have Chris Middleton in the playoffs, but uh, that is a team that, you know, would would scare me. If I'm Milwaukee, I'm still scared of Boston. I'm still scared of Philadelphia. I don't think anybody else in the East frightens me, but um, we got another big matchup tonight, Milwaukee and Philly. That's going to be a good game. But Philly, they have some injury concerns. Uh, Joel Embiid's had a huge workload all year, and he's, he's starting to dip down in production a little bit. James Harden's been battling an Achilles injury lately. If those two guys are not, I don't want to say 100%, but let's say if those guys aren't even 75% or 80% going into the playoffs, that team has no chance. So then it comes down to Milwaukee and Boston. But um, I'll say this. If the Cavs get by New York, which I think they will, um, I think they're a team that obviously you get these young teams that are kind of on the rise. If Evan Mobley has a big series to go along with, you know, a Donovan Mitchell who already has one of the top scoring averages in NBA history. And then you throw in a Darius Garland and let's assume, uh, I assume that Jared Allen will be back and healthy. I, I cannot rule the Cavs out from winning multiple playoff mm. series just because they have a guy in Donovan that has proven he can be the number one offensive option. And this is the most offensive help that Donovan Mitchell has ever had around him in the postseason, yeah. and, and I think that's going to be a big difference. So as good as Milwaukee is and Boston and Philly, let's not, out, let's not count out the Cavs for making a playoff run just yet. Love to hear that. We're talking again with Greg Swartz here on 92 Through the Fans. Since you brought up Embiid, it, it kind of leads me into this next question. A lot has been made, obviously, of the MVP race down the stretch of the season. Nikola Jokic, obviously a, a rare breed, doing things from the center position that we've really never seen before. But then you look at Joel Embiid, and he's very impressive in his own right at that same position, doing a lot of impressive things. And you kind of wonder, like, how hasn't this guy won an MVP before? And what's it going to take for him to win an MVP? Um, who do you think, at this point, deserves the MVP more? Is it, is it Jokic? Is it Embiid? Is it somebody else? Well, Giannis was my preseason pick, um, I, I, and, and he's, got, he's got a great argument, but I still think he's going to be third when it's all said and done. Um, the difference to me, because you can you could look at the raw stats, you can look at the advanced stats, which the advanced stats all love Nikola Jokic over Joel Embiid, and that's fine. But when you turn on the tape and you watch these teams play, like if you go back to Cleveland versus the 76ers, and then I watched the other night, it was Dallas versus the 76ers, the way that some of these top offensive options on this team, be it Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, the way they play against Denver is completely different than the way they play against the 76ers. Because that is the whole point, is when you're playing Denver, you're putting Nikola Jokic in the pick and roll. You're attacking him at the rim. Uh, He set a record earlier this season for most points allowed by an individual defender at the rim. He gave up like 43 points against the Spurs. It was the most all year. And when you watch the Cleveland game versus Philly, when you watch the Dallas game versus Philly, so many of these even just, absolute dynamic offensive options don't even try to drive it on Joel Embiid yeah. because he's huge he blocks shots he's just such deterrent and that doesn't show up in box scores but it completely changes the way these offenses go after teams and so because of that and because of you know they both are putting up phenomenal numbers Joel Embiid would be my MVP pick because mm. I think he just changes the way teams attack offensively just because of his defensive presence. And Jokic is such a negative in that area. Um, if, if you get him one-on-one posted up against another big man, he's fine. 
But if you get him in the pick and roll, if you attack him with these guards, um, he can't jump. He can't block shots. He's all, he's, he's all, every year he's one of the worst in opponent field goal percentage against at the rim. Uh, he's just such a negative in that area that I would put him beat over Jokic for my MVP. I like it. I, 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 t- I tend to agree with you, too. Like I think that is the answer, and, and he just seems to have meant so much to his team. Not that, not that Jokic doesn't, but... Man, like even that stretch without James Harden, he was really carrying the workload. Like you said, he's really been playing a lot of minutes. Um, I, th- I think deservedly so. It's it's and, and at this point, it also just kind of feels like a career achievement award at this point for him because he should have one. It feels like by now as well. Let's go out west real quick. Um, of the teams that are sort of in that play-in section of the standings, so you're talking like the Clippers, the Pelicans, the Lakers, the Timberwolves, all vying for that last playoff spot or being in the play-in. Which of those teams do you think has the best chance to make a longer postseason run, um, whether they're in the playoff or they end up being a playing team? I, I think, and assuming they're going to make the playoffs, but which I think they will, I think the Lakers are going to be one of the most dangerous seven or eight seeds that we've seen in the history of the NBA. And, I, I mean, this is a team that they were, they were a train wreck at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah. Um, I said before the season that there's no way they could have entered it with Russell Westbrook because it wasn't going to end well. Um, they did a phenomenal job at the trade deadline. Austin Reeves has been awesome the last couple weeks. You just got LeBron James back. Anthony Davis, every other night, is putting up 35 and 15. D'Angelo Russell is finally in the role that he was meant to play as a third scoring option who doesn't have to be a primary distributor. And you've got shooting, you've got length, you've got defense on this roster now. If I, if you go into the playoffs in Denver, which is all likelihood going to be the number one seed, if Denver and the Lakers are playing each other in a 1-8 matchup, I'm betting on the Lakers to win that series. Because this is a team that, and I've been highly critical of Rob Plink. I think he's done an awful job the last five years building teams around LeBron. This is a really really good Lakers team and this is a team that I don't I don't know if they're good enough to win a title but if you told me in in the end of June hey the Lakers won the West I would not be surprised I think that team is that good if LeBron is healthy and AD is healthy this is the best roster that has ever been put around those two guys and that includes the, the year that they won the bubble championship wow big stuff from Greg Swartz of Bleacher Report real quick staying in the West there's all these reports about how these teams are all trying to vie for the sixth seed because they want to play the Kings. Are we sleeping on the Kings, or are they really just not a threat whatsoever? I know they're a bad defensive team. Defensive rating is very low, one of the worst in the NBA. But do they have any chance, you think, in a, in a first-round matchup against anyone? Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, they're number one in offense. They're the best offensive yeah. team in the NBA. Um, you know, you've, you've got like guys like De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Savonis who don't have a lot of playoff experience but they're you know they're on their second contracts they're veterans in the league by now i think you know you just look around and it's like well would you rather play phoenix or would you rather play sacramento and if kevin durant is healthy you'd rather play sacramento so it's like and then number five do you really want to face the warriors in the playoffs especially if they get andrew wiggins back at some point so it's not disrespect to the kings but when you look at some of these other potential teams kevin durant Steph Curry, LeBron James, those are names you don't really want to face, especially yeah, in the playoffs. So no disrespect to the Kings, but um, when you match them against up some of these other teams, yeah, they, they look like the more favorable matchup. And what a story for Mike Brown. Mm. 
reviving yeah, his career well, out there in Sacramento. Pretty cool. Well, in, in addition to Mike Brown, let's not forget why the, the Sacramento Kings have been so good this year. They got an Australian guy at the end of their roster who won an NBA championship in 2016 with the Cavs and, and made his return to the That's NBA. Great. So let's give, let's give Matthew Delvadova some credit for fan, being a, a good veteran on that team, too. A fan favorite here in Cleveland. Gritty Matthew Delvadova. I love it. Great reference by Greg Swartz. He covers the NBA for Bleach Reports. You can follow him on Twitter at Greg Swartz BR. Greg, always appreciate these conversations, man. I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about here in the coming months as the uh, playoffs start to unfold. But we'll see uh, We'll see what a, a potential and likely Cavs-Knicks series brings us, my man. Yeah, it should be fun. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Take it easy, my man. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.